Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, y'all, Seven Rounds of Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Sean's Slimy Stilato is the greatest agent in NFL history. Did you know his nickname was Slimy? Uh, he denied it today, by the way, Rob. He denied it. making stuff up. Yeah. It is Ira Paul, a.k.a. The Steelers fan who will never forget the last time we had a 3 nothing game. And with me, as always, is AJ. Bill Belichick can finally rest. Marchese. He's taking over at Navy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Today, the lacrosse program. Yep. Today, we're talking all the noteworthy NFL rookies from week 14 of the NFL season. That's... Seven... 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by the Iowa Western River. People new to Iowa Western often ask, what is a river? The simple answer, a river pirate. There's so much more behind our mas- their mascot. The earliest use of the word was in the Middle Ages, when uncivilized English and Scottish tribesmen battled each other and pillaged people around them. I'm all Westerns pillaging East Mississippi Community College right now, if you ask me. The amount of like Scottish tribesmen in Iowa during the Middle Ages was crazy. You know what else is crazy? What, Rob? I, I wrote down a couple key 2024 NFL draft declarations just to throw them out there and see what you're thinking. All right. I'll throw them and I'll, I'll think. We'll save the Senior Bowls, the Shrine Bowls, all that jazz, all the name listing for the next episode. But uh, I only wrote three down. Oregon's Bucky Irving, Notre Dame's Joe Alt, and Utah's Sione Vaki. I think Vaki is the most uh, intriguing of the bunch here. It's going to be such a fun, uh, such a fun evaluation. I can't wait until like people really sink their teeth into that. I mean, I saw people griping that he wasn't on the uh, the All American teams and stuff like that. But um, I, I might not have made All Conference, but um, as All Purpose guy. But yeah, I think I think Vaki's going to be a hell of an uh, hell of an evaluation. This will be fun. Is he a running back or a safety? Why not both? And uh, I saw today Dame Brugler say Joe Alts tackle one. Just gonna, just gonna. I don't know. We're just gonna let that breathe, Rob. We gotta. I mean, it wouldn't shock I think, me. I think 
that just speaks to how good this tackle class is because I think a lot of years JC Latham will be tackling. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's, he's tackle three. Probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, Bucky Everett, I think he's he's not going to be he's going to be an acquired taste, mm-hmm. but you get him with the right team, he'd be a really fun change of pace back. Yeah, I totally agree. That that's like such a landing spot. Uh, Determination, like for how good of a rookie year and career he's going to have. Um, oh, yeah, and also a guy named Drake May declared, but who? Dane also said he's uh, no longer his quarterback one or his number one player. Dane's got spicy takes. Wow, we should just yeah. we should just have him on the show. We should just regurgitate everything he says. <laughs> Um, but hey, next year we'll be talking about Drake Major in the rookie quarterback rundown as we dive into our NFL Week 14 rookie superlatives. Uh, pretty stacked week this week with uh, the guys you expect to play well to not, and the guys you don't expect <laughs> to play well to play well. And um, I'll play take it away with on paper maybe Bryce Young's worst performance. Wrong. It was a great game, Rob. Um, did you not see that he's running the ball this week? Forty rushing yards. Forty rushing yards for going thirteen of thirty-six. Look, I don't. I think I say this every week. What is there left to talk about with Bryce Young? I mean, really, this season's this season's over. Thank God it's almost actually over. Um, I don't know. Like, okay, let's start. With, let's start with the running. He was running better this week, Rob. But there was a thirty-nine. Uh, did a really good job stepping up and kind of scrambling for a first. Uh, had another first down run where he juked Demario Davis. It was cool. Haven't seen that a lot. I think being back in a true SEC country helped. helped <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, thirteen to thirty-six. That's not great. I thought. <laughs> I thought oh, the, Yeah, it's not good. Uh, One hundred thirty-seven yards. though. that's pretty impressive. You never thrown for that many. Um, off the line was brutal again. Lots of pressure. I don't know what else to say. He got strip sacked one time. We're like. Icky got beat immediately. Um, that's, I think, to me, that's the most concerning thing on this roster is how bad Icky has been this year. Anyways, he tried to elude it. The whole, the rest of the pocket collapsed. Uh, then kind of just tried to release it, and like, the, it got hit. The ball came out, whatever. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, why not try to be positive here? Go on. What were you going to say? Maybe he should jump from the transfer portal. I think he should. I think that's a good, good idea. Um, there was a couple of good throws. Like, uh, like had a nice little step up and yeah, a couple of good throws from the number. Well, Tommy D should have been t- number one pick. We'll get there in a bit. Uh, you know, nice conversions. I don't know. Missed missed Mango deep down the sideline on the first snap. Had another one later. Then he missed Mango like a tight throw. Like just just missed both on like a um, slot fade. And then, like, there was the brutal miss that I'm sure you saw on Twitter where, like, Mingo was just wide open deep, three steps on the DB, and Bryce overthrew him. And that was the worst, worst play on the day, but... Expects Mingo to be running faster. Can you blame him? Ming- hey, Mingo didn't have a good game, but he's he's gotten better the last three weeks. And he's actually getting open a little bit more, and that's more than you can say. But, like, DJ Chark is, is done, I think. He's actually out of the league. Like... Bryce had one throw to him. Yeah, oh, fuck. I, I hate this team, Rob. Anyways, <laughs> and yeah, I watch them every true. week. I watch them like once. I said, no, I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm I don't enjoying. know. Um, one, oh, he, like, Chark ran like a post. It was third and eight. Great throw from Bryce. I'm going to hype up Bryce. I'm going to keep doing this. Uh, hit him in the face mask. And, uh, yeah, that, clearly can't catch it that way. Um, no, it gave himself a little room in the pocket. It was a good play. I, honestly, I, I think I'm going to be positive. <laughs> The stats don't look good. You said that. 
Um, the personnel around Bryce is having the same issues, not getting open, not catching the ball, not protecting him. Um, but they attacked deep more in this game. I like seeing that. And again, Bryce missed a couple, but uh, they had like a nice corner up to Thielen. Like, like I like to see that. I, to me, this is better than what it was with Frank Reich. To me, that's a little bit of optimism. I, with with the right hire, you know, a fun, exciting offensive guy, Ben Johnson, maybe. I don't know. Um, with a good class, which I don't have a lot of faith in Fitterer right now because more on another guy in their class later. Um, later, later. I don't know. Maybe maybe this turns around. I, I still I see him getting more comfortable, though, and that's not a good thing to be saying <laughs> week 14 of his rookie year for the first overall pick, but I'm not ready him off yet is what I want to say. That's it. Not a good game. Okay. But I'm not writing him off. I'm, I'm holding hope, and it's not just because I have him at Dynasty. Okay. Um, I think this week I felt how you generally feel watching Bryce Young, and I felt that way about C.J. Stroud. Uh, just frustration. Mm-hmm. But I, I have a hard time blaming C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Uh, obviously, numbers aren't pretty. 10 of 23. Number one and number two pick combined to go... 23 of 59 this week. No, wait, I did that. No, I did that math right. That was right, yeah. No, thank you. Um, But, yeah, he went 10 of 23, 91 yards, then left with a concussion, unfortunately, against the Jets. Um, Two things. No tank tell. Hits Nico Collins deep early. Nico Collins leaves hurt. Yeah. And then it's the ghost of Robert Woods not really doing anything. Noah Brown dropping lots of passes. Keep in mind, no Dalton Schultz either. Yeah. The offensive line's banged up. Quinn and Williams and the boys are getting after Stroud quite a bit. Um, he never really got in a rhythm. And I feel like he just didn't have confidence in his receivers to win vertically the way he does with Tank Dell and Nico Collins. Um, especially when Noah Brown had two brutal drops on key third downs. So I, I have a hard time taking much away from this when you lose your top three pass catchers, mm-hmm. your offensive line's all banged up, it's a yucky weather game too, it was pouring, um, and the Jets' defense is legitimately good. Yeah, like he has some off-target throws, and he has some dropped interceptions. Um, DJ Reed and, and Sauce both played really good games, but yeah, I don't know, I don't take much away from this given what we've seen already this year. No, I think it's I safe it. to right off the week when Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito are, are the offensive players of the week. Yeah, <laughs> this doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Not a lot of the I NFL would, matters right now. I'm going to say that, but I'll leave it there. Do you think this this performance affected C.J. Shred's offensive of rookie of the year odds whatsoever? No, probably not. No, he's minus 15,000. So. Yeah. So, there you go. That's C.J. Shroud. Let's get to Will Levis. Yeah, we, so, uh, some perfor- yeah, some performances that did increase their offensive of rookie of the year odds. Right, Rob? Yeah, heck yeah. Double Monday Night Football, We uh, both games are good, so I'm pretty sure the NFL is just going to do that every week going forward. It's, sure. I didn't. I didn't. Clearly the games were enjoyable, I guess, but I didn't enjoy Double Monday no, Night Football. No, 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 but in the NFL's mind, like, like, those are two fun games, which should not matter in the grand scheme of scheduling Double Monday Night Football. No. But to them it will. And we'll eat the slop. But uh, Will Levis fed us some good slop on Monday. 23 of 38, 327, a touchdown, a pick, ran for 15 yards, tried trucking everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, Will Levis 
is really, really fun. I don't yeah, he think is. He's good, but he is like, he's not afraid to throw the ball wherever. He's not afraid to hang tight in the pocket. He looks like peak Ryan Tannehill sometimes, the way he stands in and gets friggin' obliterated, but <laughs> rips one, layers one over a defender and before, like, there, there was one one throw to, I think it was New Hopkins down the sideline where he just got killed. Yeah. But he put it over two DBs and between a third. Yeah. And, like, there was the Ty J Spears catch where Spears was That's down. Like, Spears made they a fumbles, fantastic. But, yeah. yeah, but whenever that's who cares. Uh, where he tracked that perfectly, but man, that was great a ball placement. Yeah, uh, he had one to um, Smith Keena that was wicked. Like he has just some like when they let him let it loose like that, it felt like they really did in the second half there, especially late when the, the I mean that was one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history. But by, by the numbers, yeah, yeah, like it didn't feel like it. No, no not at all. Like statistically, it is. Yeah, and uh, it's just like his arm talent, and it's kind of like. Mm-hmm. Is he's almost fearless to a fault at times in the pocket, but it worked out in this game against the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I feel like I gave you a pretty good setup for this week when I was just talking about his dog plays because that's what he is. He just does a bunch of goofy shit, and it's funny. Like you said, he's just hucking, letting Nuke make plays, but then the arm talent pops up. Like I thought, like I, I think you kind of said it well because it didn't feel like the greatest comeback in NFL history. I mean, you know what I mean, time wise, one of them. Um, like, like you said, there was there's moments throughout the game. There was good throws. He's making plenty of good throws. And then some at the end, it's like he puts those two drives together where there wasn't really, like, anything that was, like, a wow moment. It was just, like, you know, lots of Tajay Spears' little dumps and looking good and mo- mo- maneuvering the ball well. Um, I think you kind of highlighted some of the best plays. Uh, I'll be the negative one. How <laughs> about the pick six? <laughs> that was hilarious. Just, like, try to throw the little screen on his own goal line, and uh, it was Zach Zeeler. Uh, picked it off easy. How about that dumb toss to uh, Derrick Henry where it was just, like, off his back shoulder and they fumbled? Um, I feel like that was one of the weirdest comebacks because I'm not taking anything away from Will Levis, but just it never felt like it, and the Dolphins just started sleepwalking. I don't know. But anyways, it all came together in that amazing comeback. So I still don't know if, like, Will Levis is a franchise quarterback, but he's fun as hell, and he's like I said, he's clearly you know the plan going into next year. Um, he be. Absolutely, yeah, he absolutely should be, and he's shown enough to be. And that, like that offense still has nothing around him, really. Like Nuke has been playing unreal. I I didn't expect him to be as good as he has been in Tennessee. You know, uh, Chig is finally coming on. Henry's lost a little bit. Spears is coming on. The offensive line is awful. Traylon Burks has been in nothing, right? Like there's not much going on around him. And he's out there making more plays than uh, Bryce Young is every week. So it's, it was a lot of fun. And it was, yeah, what a, what a great comeback, Rob. Um, going the complete opposite direction, hard to watch football. <laughs> uh, I'll run point here on Aiden O'Connell, who lost in a 3 nothing game to the Vikings, where it like, felt like he, at the end of the game, was like, I don't know, like, I, I, his numbers could be anything. I don't know. <laughs> It just was so bland and boring and nothing going on and through brutal interception Ivan Pace, more on that in a bit. Um, and I just like kind of came out of it being like this guy's uh, it's like kind of Brian Hoyer. Mm. I don't know, Josh Jacobs got hurt and that didn't help. It, it felt like maybe can we work a little bit more in the deep intermediate with Devontae Adams. I'll play action. 
Um, it just felt very dis- the, the Vikings also have a fantastic defense. Brian Flores is quarterback yeah. with that team this year, and like yeah. he was just flustered. All, the O'Connell was just kind of flustered all game. Couldn't get into a rhythm, um, and it, it, it affected his accuracy. I found, and uh, I mean. It wasn't even a certain thing that he'd be starting on Thursday night after this performance. I don't think it was that bad that, like, given the Raiders' circumstances, like, I get that theoretically Antonio Pierce is coaching for the head coaching job. Yeah. And he wants to win games. But it still makes more sense to me to be playing Aiden O'Connell, get him experience. He's probably your backup quarterback next year to Jaden Daniels, for example. Um, And, like, Thursday night against Easton Stick, throwing Jimmy Garoppolo out there, like, that just... Awful. That thought just didn't make sense to me at this point. Um, Even, like, to me, even as, like, from Antonio Pierce's standpoint, you've seen what this team looked like with Jimmy G. It was hapless. There was no, there was not, they they gave up on him, to me, honestly, from what I've seen. Uh, And O'Connell came in and sparked it. And I know this week was extremely uninspiring, but still, what's the point? He's had definitely has had. Two weeks ago against the Chiefs, that was the best game of his career. He had them in that game. He was competent. He was running the system, keeping things on time. Like, yeah. It was statistically the best game of his career. And it, at the same time, it like it felt like, hey, they could maybe win this game. And they obviously collapsed late. Yeah. But like it wasn't because of him. And uh, also, like this week, uh, I, I was doing prop picks for covers for Thursday Night Football. And I, I, I'm betting on the Aiden O'Connell over 204. Uh, and a half passing yards. And so I was looking at uh, his numbers because I'm also taking the over on Devontae Adams' receptions. And Devontae Adams' numbers are all up with O'Connell as opposed yeah. to Jimmy G. And, like, I know that doesn't theoretically matter, but at least O'Connell's getting your best player the ball more. Yeah, and I feel like he's done a better job with Jacoby Myers, too. Uh, yeah, he has. He's been better than Jimmy G, period. And it's worth noting that he was leading a potential touchdown scoring drive when Hunter Renfro fumbled. Yeah. Not like completely changed the game in a three nothing game. <laughs> yeah, I mean obviously. <laughs> so right, like I, I just I think like that you look at the three nothing loss and it's like uh, and like his numbers aren't good for sure. And I just think that it is a little overreactionary to be like, let's go back to Jimmy G because it just doesn't make any sense to me. And at the same time, like it wasn't his fault or pro fumble. Yeah, definitely. So, I, that's that, my takeaway. Anyway, I'll keep it moving. That's my rant. To take all the Raiders overs for some reason, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, I got a little DTR action in the Browns-Jags game. Oh. The, because Flacco can't move. They throw DTR out there on the Wildcat every once in a while. And he had a, a five-year run to pick up a key first down. So is that, Was that it? Sweet. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I like to see that. He, he, like, he was out there handing it off, too. But that was his big moment. That was sick. Flacco's, uh, how, how did Flacco look? Like, legit. Like, actually good. And he did last week, too. <laughs> like, he's... It's kind of almost mind-boggling that he wasn't on a roster when the quarterback play yeah. is so bad right now. You know, I think... I know, like, you know they have to put him down to the practice squad? Yeah. Some team in the AFC, like, playoff hunt should, like, just go and offer him a big deal to keep him away from the Browns. That's my take of the day. It's so dumb that this is what they're doing, but whatever. <laughs> Uh-huh. Let's get to Tommy DeVito. I'll let you run point because of your heritage. Okay, look, uh, that's a little offensive, but seven, seven, what? Why? That's great. I've I've said this. I've said this. Uh, Sicilian. I have no idea. I'm not either. Uh, <laughs> he's, 
I know you're not. That's why I was asking. You seem offended. Look, Jersey in my heart, but not in my blood, all right? Um, I think he means more to, the, to New Jersey than, than Italy as a whole. Uh, does DeVito has a backup quarterback contract with the Giants for life? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's uh, who's the best Giants backup? Of all time, Jeff Hostetler. There you go. Is he, Jeff, is he Italian Jeff Hostetler? Super Bowl. Um, but he went 17 of 21 for a buck 15 yeah. to score. Ran for 71 yards. Yeah. the Packers who were surging yeah. on double Monday Night Football. F- f- a team was, fighting for a playoff spot. Outplayed Jordan Love. Yeah. Um, didn't put the ball in conflict. Used his mobility really well. Really well. Didn't get sacked. And, I think that's huge. And there was, there was a lot of pressure. Like you said, just used his legs so well. Like, that touchdown pass was fantastic. It was legit. Yeah, that touchdown pass was legit. Dable called a really good game, too, getting Wandell involved. Um, Yeah, I I like to see that a lot. I was was starting to get worried about Wandell, but yeah, that was great. After the Malik Keith touchdown, another rookie shout-out, I thought there was no way the Giants would drive down the field and win the game. And DeVito did it. DeVito, this game was better than any game Bryce Young's had on. Like, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think he was like second in the league in EPA this week. Yeah, he was um, after after Brock MVP. Um, you know what? It, you know what it felt like to me. Like I know there's been Lynn Sanity comps. I think that's a New York thing. Yeah, it's Tebow asks though, right? But Tebow was never like good. Like Devito's. Like I get the, the Broncos were winning games, but it was like all this weird. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, look, like, you're just just salty about Demarius uh, Thomas's eighty yard touchdown. But. I, yeah, King. Um, Anyways. But, like, it's almost making me question why we even try to evaluate quarterbacks. Like Tommy <laughs> DeVito, who was, like, not a good college quarterback. Like, was perfect to run that Illinois offense last year, but, like, wasn't good. No. Chase, Chase Brown was running that offense. And, like, at Syracuse yeah. was bad. And, had heart though. Had some heart. You gotta admit yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and he is playing better than the number one pick. Like, the, like, why do we even try? And it's not like the Giants are a way better roster. No. Well, and and like and like I think on that front too, you can kind of uh, mix it into like, like you you say okay, well it's it's you know the system and blah blah. blah. He's outplay he's outplayed whatever Daniel Jones was earlier this year. Yeah. That's a guy that's on a huge contract. So I don't know. Well that the Giants should just, regardless of what the quarterback, how the quarterback class falls for them, they should just roll with the veto next year. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I think it's. I think Brock Purdy has thrown a wrench into the whole eval thing. Although, like, that was a good college quarterback. There's no doubt. Yeah, exactly. But he got worse and worse, right? Like, he was better his sophomore year than but, his other but years. He was, he was going first overall in Walter football. That's true. No, yeah. As a sophomore. Tommy D never was. I don't know. Tommy D was, it was a hell of a performance. I mean, this is clearly... But th- this just feels like, you know, I think sometimes, sorry PFF, sorry analytics, but sometimes there's just things beyond... Like, there's just things beyond. This is the goofiest thing. This is the perfect time, the perfect place. You know, this is like universes aligning for Tommy DeVito right now. I think he threw it out the window in reality, but you know the magic's not going to last forever is what I'm trying to say, Rob. All right, let's get to where the magic will last forever. Let's get to offense rookie of the week. I'm going to go 
Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Please no, give me no, no. give me I your magic. Ba- no, 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 no. I don't. This was like the. I don't know why I said that. This is the hardest week of the year for me to pick an offensive rookie of the week. So you please go ahead. Honestly, I, I thought even finalized mine yet. <laughs> I thought outside of like the Monday Night Football quarterbacks, it wasn't a great week for rookies. Um, although I'm I'm gonna go similar. You know, I have both of these guys on my screen at the same time though. Well, except you know, so was Tommy D and. Uh, and will when they were split screening, but I'll save that for another episode. Um, I'm going to go with a pair of rookie wide receivers in Pukunakua and Zay Flowers, who, coincidentally, like you kind of said, it wasn't the greatest week. They both struggled. Well, Puka had one really bad drop. Zay had two really bad drops, uh, but it was raining. And that's kind of where I gave, you know, I threw it out the window. And they kind of came up with big dog performances in the rain. I'm just going on vibes this week. It, it, Tommy D just set the vibes up, you know what I mean? Um, Puka had five catches, 84 yards. Um, <clears throat> they just do such a good job of, of giving him plays, you know, creating space for him. He had a really nice third down conversion out of a bunch. Came on like an end. He came wide open. Uh, always good when they get the ball in his hands. Speaking of his hands, he wasn't wearing gloves. It looks cool as hell. And he had a Steve Largent-esque catch, which was probably the catch of the day on Sunday. Catch of the week, where like he just like on a crossing route, heck of a ball Stafford to put over the defender, and he kind of just laid out uh, bucket cat, caught it on the sideline almost. It was a great catch. Just a, just a big dog performance there, I thought. Wasn't like his best statistical game, but in the pouring rain, which was like, I thought this was the best game of the week, even the Monday football games aside. There was a ton of fun. And then Zay Flowers came back with an answer of his own. Six catches, 60 yards, touchdown. It was like the game-leading touchdown. That was going to be the winner. Didn't end up being, but it's still great. Crossing route. Lamar kind of just bought time, found him, hit him. Uh, good play. And then they went to the two-point conversion right back to Zay. Just a nice little whip route. Uh, Lamar was scrambling. It felt like he was the only like he was the, he was the only target on the route, on the play. And uh, Lamar kind of got hit as he thrown and still made a good ball and hit, uh, hit Zay. Like I said, a couple drops aside, um, tough drops for both of them. Um, I just thought they kind of stepped up when the teams needed them. Uh, kept both offenses going. Uh, we had another rookie on the Rams. And, uh, I mean, another rookie on the Ravens, too, kept them going. But there's a lot of big dog performances in a week that there wasn't too many. Yeah, so... And, and uh, I mean, both of them have been incredible. Yeah. I'm going to go with a rookie who made his first start. I was on the fence just because it wasn't like a dominant performance, but it was, I thought, really impressive given the circumstances. And you kind of called the shot. The Chiefs should be starting Wanya Morris. Gets his first start. And I think it, it was kind of as good as it could get. I know they lost to the Bills, but that's a deep Bills yeah. defensive line. And he, and he held up. Um, he looked super smooth in pass protection. Uh I was a little more concerned about him in the run game. And on uh, the Pacheco touchdown in the first half, like, man, he was, I forget who he was dealing with. Remember Leonard Floyd? But just bullying him. And it ends up, uh, like, like way past the whistle, driving him into the end zone. Um, but, like, throughout the game, like, it looked really good in his pass sets. His anchor, I thought, was... Another thing I was slightly concerned about, looked really good, used his hands really well, the placement was uh, was terrific. Like handling power way better than I was expecting and picking up, um, like understanding his responsibilities. There's just one play where they blitzed, I forget it was, some, some one of the many Bills defensive backs. You get a bunch of them. Um, 
And they communicate well, AJ. That's something you know about the Buffalo Bills. They hey, like, man. Uh, yep. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Sean McDermott, master <laughs> of communication. Yeah. And uh, he was blitzing up the B gap. And one of Morris like, saw it coming and, and bounced off his, the, the, like, the nine tech on to his left and picked it up. And it helped set up a huge play um, to Justin Watson on the sidelines. But overall, I just like... It, like it wasn't uh, most weeks he wouldn't be my offensive rookie of the week. It would mm-hmm. be more like uh, like a look like a hit. Flash, but I just yeah, like was okay. so much better than I was expecting in his first start. Um, wasn't that good? He didn't tell Tony to back up. So, well said. <laughs> um, no, I mean that's obviously a frustrating loss for the Chiefs. I'll say it like that. But he's not going to start a job back. Up. Exactly, and that's huge. That's huge for them down the stretch. Uh, that's more important than one. Call if that went the wrong, the wrong way, maybe, for them. Um, <laughs> I'm going back to the 4 o'clock window, the mighty 4 o'clock window, and uh, I'm going with another guy stepping in for an injured player um, in, a, in a huge spot on a team with Super Bowl aspirations, and that's uh, San Francisco 49ers DB Jair Brown, who I kind of highlighted last week. Mm-hmm. Thought he had another fantastic game, man. And like just stepping up for Hufanga, he's done a hell of a job. And like I said, like just that's a hell of an ask, man. Like that's... Probably the the best or the second best defense of the league. You can argue that, whatever. Um, and stepping in that spot, it's, again, it's not like he's like a no name player. He wasn't just a you know a small school guy or anything. But like he was doing it every week for Penn State last year. But stepping in for the Niners in the stretch run is huge. He looks great again. Six tackles, a pick, only let uh, allowed one catch. I think it was for like three yards. The pick he was kind of just in single. It was easy, but. Single high, it was really poorly designed routes. I don't know what was going on. DK and Lockett were kind of in the same area. It looks stupid. But anyways, uh, bad decision. Not a great throw from Drew, Drew Locke, by the way. Uh, but Brown played it perfectly, read it perfect. Uh, flashed some range. Good ball play. Uh, it was a nice interception. I thought he was kind of just all over the field. And it just, stepping up, you know, coming off the bench like that. For, you know, Hufanga, who was a massive breakup player last year. And, like, making plays... Like, Hufang was a huge playmaker last year, but consistently making plays, or starting to at least, in you know, played 100% of the snaps, looked damn good. I think that's just a guy that's like, I don't know, that's, that, to me, that's what rookies are all about, you know what I mean? Like, a guy stepping up when, you know, when you're a team that's trying to go for the Super Bowl, you need him, and he's making play after play, and I, I love that. And Brown's just that type of dude. He's, he, that, that pick has just paid off so greatly already. It kind of reminds me... Now, this isn't a one-to-one comparison, but just the way I think Cameron Pinchins out of Miami is going to be talked about, where he's not going to test all that well, but it's just the the instincts and kind yeah. of make up for the, the 40 time and the explosiveness. Like, he's just such a smart football player. Yeah. He is such, Brown just has such good sense, and it felt like a slam dunk pick when the Niners took him, and it's paying off, like you mm-hmm. said. Uh, I'm going with a guy who wasn't drafted. I'm going with Ivan Pace Jr., who... Due to injuries, is now just a full-time starter for the Vikings at linebacker. And in that 3 nothing game, he was the best player on the field. Um, early on in the game, in the first quarter, it just, he was making every run stop. I was like, wow, this is like, I'm, I'm going to have him in a good spot this week. And then he just progressively, like, <laughs> at the end of the first half, the Raiders tried to, like, do, like, a big Hail Mary. And um, he was dropping in coverage, and he just, like, after, like, two seconds, just... Fuck it. Triggered downhill, smeared Aiden O'Connell for a sack. And then uh, I'm guessing you saw the interception. Um, that yeah. Kind of 
it didn't seal the game, but it, it felt like just there's no way the Raiders are going to win now. Um, and he just, uh, he, he lined up in the, uh, I think in the B, yeah, like he was blitzing pre-snap and then felt the slant backside and just like easily stepped in front of him and O'Connell just never saw him. Uh, interception, he made, like he was the most important player on the field, uh, maybe outside of um, Greg Joseph who uh, ended up hitting one of his field goals. But yeah, just an awesome performance. Still can't believe he wasn't drafted. Like, I know it's not like we had, like, first-round grades on him or anything, but it's just, like, yeah, nobody in the seventh round thought, hey, this guy could at least be a stud on special teams. Like, he's a ball of anger. Can I... Who's explosive downhill? Can I give you a weird take? What? Outside of, like, the clear, obvious dudes, it feels like there's been more, like, UDFAs making an impact compared to, like, day three type of rookies. Like, obviously, there's been Puka and, like, guys like that, but, like, outside of that, I don't know. So I feel like week to week, it's like, yeah, I had a really good UTFA where it's like my uh, my best day three guys were more like I had them like in, in bigger spots. Interesting. I mean, off the top of my head, Ivan Pace, Christian Azian. Keaton Steve Mitchell's Pace, been great. Moments, Keaton Mitchell. Maybe. Maybe. And we're like, you, you're Malik looking Keith, like the... Yeah, Malik Heath. Or like you're looking like, I don't know, the sixth round and there's like, yeah, no one's really done much. Sorry, that's, yeah. that's Kytrell Clark erasure, but... I don't know. It's like it's been it has like in the in terms of the pool size, it hasn't been that. I don't know. Anyways, uh, speaking of, who's your worst rookie this week? I'm. You saw him play too, so I'm interested. I didn't have like a clear cut worst. I went with Pierce Gronsky, who I just thought was getting destroyed against the Dolphins. Okay, that's an interesting one. Um, uh, like yeah, every, like him and Jalen Duncan were a huge reason, like we were talking about earlier, why Will Levis was getting hammered, like, yeah. felt like every snap. And so, at one point, I just, like, was only watching Skronsky, and my goodness, uh, Zach Seiler was just bullying him. Like, he was holding on for dear life. Um, his anchor looked, like, a little bit concerning. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, the worst offensive line performance I'd ever seen, but just, like, given how... Sure, everybody yeah. was including us that he would instantly be like, "Oh, he's like he's gonna be as good as Rashawn Slater right away." And I just like he he was pretty good at the start. Then then what was it? He had like I forget something like his spleen removed or something. And uh, since he's come back, he just like hasn't really been talked about, and he's been like okay. I just don't like he's eleventh overall pick at guard. And, I don't know. I just thought this was an underwhelming. No, maybe not the worst rookie, but it was not great. No, that's fair, and that's a good point to bring up because we haven't talked about Skronsky that much, and I, I agree with you. Like, he's been okay, but for a guy that, like you said, we we both thought, and I think a lot of people thought that he'd be plug and play potential All Pro type of guard, um, or you know, tackle some people too. You know, um, he definitely has not been that. He. And now it doesn't help that that off the line in general has been really poor. And, you know, he's got Jalen Duncan starting to his left now, but. Yeah, no, he he's he's been a disappointment, I think, definitely for the Titans. Um, I, I don't think he's like a guy that's gonna be out of the league, or you know, I know neither of us are saying that, but he's he's been a disappointment for a guy that there were such high hopes for. Definitely, I'm gonna go with two corners, but one because I'm gonna go back to the Titans game. How about how about Eric Garer muffing that punt and then almost muffing that punt again? I just want to throw that out there because, like, that that was a play that probably should have cost him the game, but it did not. And I'll throw I'll throw one more. I didn't I didn't go too deep on these ones. How about Keely Ringo? Kind of just having a couple. I just wanted to highlight because like, go ahead, yeah, not ready to play. Put him for not ready to play. 
Yeah, which is much more reasonable. But just every week, the the Eagles, one of these rookie deep, not Sidney Brown, he looked pretty good, but one of the rookie DBs keep costing them. Um, Ringo had what? A DPI, a face mask. A double give, penalty on the same play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On this, on this right, on the same play, give that big catch to. I just, I don't know, man. The team, uh, look, I think clearly they're showing some, uh, some, you know, some holes in this roster. Maybe, maybe Eli Ricks has played over him for a reason. Next week will oh, be well. it'll be Rick's week next week. Don't worry. Anyways, yeah. Uh, underwhelming or sorry, primetime star. I went back to the double Monday night game. I just loved on Monday night. Um, how about the running back for both sides? Titans yeah. Spears for the Titans. Uh, Devon, uh, Devon Achan for the Dolphins. Uh, Spears specifically as the outlet for yeah. Levis on checkdowns, doing a lot of damage that way. Look for really good. Catching the football and tracking that deep one was so wicked. I love to see uh, them do do it more consistent. Like I said, it's just like I feels like the Spears' usage hasn't been too consistent, but he's looked great. They just they need to. F- I don't know. The Titans suck, but yeah. And then Achan, it's just like every time you get the ball, it's like yeah. Play, it feels like yeah. And and they're not overdoing it either because they know where he mustards a stud. <laughs> yeah. No, they've. I think they've used him pretty well and. Like like like, he's looked both good as when they it was a lot of gadgety stuff Monday, uh, and he looks good doing that. But when they just hand him the ball off and let him go like they were last week in garbage time, also looks really good. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like Tommy D really primetime start. It could have been Will Levis. Like there's a lot of picks, uh, just not on Thursday Night Football. But I'm going, I'm going, uh, it, I'm going with the Sunday Night Superstar, Rob, Brandon Aubrey. Of course, it's Brandon Aubrey. I don't count him as a rookie. You don't care. He is a rookie. He was almost. He could have been officer rookie. Of the, he should have been your officer rookie of the week. I'm going to pound the table for that. Uh, 60 yard field goal, 59 yard field goal, 45 and 50. Uh, what a monstrous performance, man! Like what a what a hell of a story. Not drafted in the NFL, drafted by TFC in the MLS Super Draft. Yeah, so if David Beckham signed an NFL contract, is he a rookie? I don't. Yeah. So. Well, if David Beckham no, signed in the NFL, the, if you think you, the were, yeah, were you not with me in saying Cavante Turpin wasn't a rookie last year? He played in another league. If is Curtis or sorry Nathan Rourke a rookie right now? Like, what are I, these rules? I don't know what the I'm rules. I, I love to see the clear rules because they seem to be making them. That's like a quite. I don't think Rourke Nobody is considered a rookie. About me, but. No, but it's. I mean, I think it's interesting. It because when players come from the CFL, they aren't considered rookies. Is Jeff Garcia a rookie when he first came to the 49ers from the Stampeders? That's a good question. Was okay, Warren but... Was a rookie when he came from Edmonton to the Oilers? Oh, no, I, they weren't. Oilers. Ooh. Get on the ice a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, but, like, okay, hold on. I think if you're going to ever include someone, it should be Brandon Aubrey for the fact that, like, this guy didn't play organized football until professional football, so... Come on. He's making a mockery of our game. <laughs> Anyone can make the NFL. It, but Aubrey feels like there's such a throwback to the old, like, you know, yeah, no, European cool. kickers. Cool. It's it's great. It's, be nice. Come on. And he's so good. He's unreal. He's like, he looks like he's going to be the best kicker in the league. I wish, like, why is he going to be a cowboy? Yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're, you're right, though. What, why, when are they rookies and when aren't they? It's so strange. Anyways, yeah. Underwhelming performance. I'm going with Jordan Addison. Back to my favorite game, the Raiders Vikings. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah. Yeah, Justin Jefferson looked really good right away, and then obviously it sucks, got hurt, leaves the game. Addison, who did step up late with the big uh, 
a catch on an outbreaking route, picked up some yak on it too to set up the field goal that Greg Joseph could actually hit. But he still finished with just two catches for 27 yards. Um, and like he's just, he had such high highs mm-hmm. of like several weeks ago. And now it's just, it's kind of just been a while since he's had a truly, oh man, this guy has like Pro Bowl level ability. I yeah. feel like he's just, he's, he's a high end two, and that's okay, especially when Justin Jefferson's your, your one. Um, but yeah. yeah, it just was underwhelming. Yeah, I, I f- he found it in, for a stretch, but I feel like Addison's season is still, he, he still struggled to find consistency at times. Yeah. He's had those big games and the big plays, but he's also had like the kind of, Underwhelming games. Thankfully, Justin Jefferson's back. I, I think I think Addison, like he, like you said, he looks like a really good two. But I think when like the Vikings, hopefully next year with the offense a little more settled, and we can kind of see what like how they look together and really see what they will be for the rest of their careers. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you two names, uh, two defensive linemen. Uh, back to that Eagles game. I, I thought Jalen Carter kind of had his worst game. Um, but strengthened his defense rookie of the year odds with that scoop and score, so that's all that matters, baby. Uh, but like other than that, it was pretty much a non-factor. I thought like he, the Cowboys interior kind of had their way. Um, uh, he had, I think this was his first game with no pressures. Uh, I thought he just he didn't look strong against the run. Um, so I kind of wanted to kind of hit this because I'm sure his odds probably got better, even though he didn't have a good game. He just found a football um, and kind of not not similarly, but a guy that's had a great year. That I thought just wasn't that strong. I'm going to go Tuli Tui Pelotu. Tu. Had a couple pressures, but like just wasn't getting me too excited. Um, again, it's been great. It's just like the Chargers are are one of the messiest teams in the league now. Um, it didn't. I thought he kind of didn't look good tackling. Um, it's just like with the Chargers in the can, he's kind of cooling off a bit. I kind of that's a guy we haven't talked about that much, and he's he's been really good and it's kind of quieted off slightly. He's had it's the USC effect, inconsistency. Big, <laughs> big games like Addison, then yeah, there you go. Kind of non-impact games. So what you're saying um, is don't draft Caleb Williams. Smart. Yeah, don't, don't uh, draft only from the real USC, South Carolina. Draft Spencer Rattler. Mine looks like a hit. <sighs> Going to SEC country. Clark Phillips is a dog. I mentioned him. Briefly last week uh, mm-hmm. about how he looked in run support for the Falcons. This week he was phenomenal. If Ivan Pace wasn't as good as he was this week, Clark Phillips would be my defensive rookie of the week in a loss to the box. Um, finished with five tackles, two PPUs. So one of the tackles came on. They ran a uh, end around to Trey Palmer, and it looked like it was potentially going for big, big yardage. Clark Phillips hustled from all across the the field to, to stop for like three yards. It was a huge hustle play. Um, then he, uh, they ran a, like a bubble screen to Chris Godwin on like a second and seven. And like he didn't make the tackle, but like he fired, he triggered downhill so fast and ate it up and like caused, and it caused like Godwin to trip and like someone tackled him for like a yard gain. Um, that feistiness was there. But then at the same time, like, in coverage, he looked good. They took a shot to, I think it was Mike Evans, on a vertical. And Phillips was step for step, got his head around, found the ball, and phased PBU. And later in the game, he had another PBU on, um, like, a, a 50-50 ball, I think it was the Goblin, where he just disrupted the catch point. And, like, it made me feel, because, like, the knock on him was size. Right? Yeah. And, it like, he's handling Godwin and Evans to the, like, 
the most physically imposing mm-hmm. receivers in those situations. It was really impressive. Him getting targeted seven times and gave up one completion for two yards. That's pretty impressive. You should have put him yeah. for the strike of the week, but I would have. But I'm pace shutout. Pace shutout's good too. Um, that's a good one. I'm gonna go with um, just a guy I wanted to talk about <laughs> more than more than making me look good or anything. I'm going with Chase Brown, who I had I think a mid fifth on him. I think that's probably too low, but that's where he went anyway. So I'll call that a hit. Bigger hit for the Cincinnati Bengals, who um, like it, Brown is just becoming like over the last two weeks. Like, just an explosive weapon weapon for that team. Still trying to push for the playoffs, baby. Um, he's becoming a king on the screen. He had another huge play. We had a 54-yard touchdown off the screen. Um, that burst looks legit. It looks really legit on an NFL field. Had 80 yards on three catches in that touchdown. 25 on eight carries. Looks good when they're getting the ball. Um, like, I think we talked about last week. Just finding that. Mixon looks pretty good this week, too. But just finding that split between them. And with Browning playing so well, that that could be some some noise for them down the stretch. It's uh, the Bengals are kind of like weirdly entertaining, finding these new players and new ways to win. And uh, I think Chase Brown kind of chief amongst that because he's looked damn good. Um, going to looks like in the well, just draft twins out of the Big Ten feels like a rule thumb. That's a good rule. Um, looks like a miss. I'm gonna go with Anton Harrison for the Jags who. He got kind of lucky uh, just because Trevor Lawrence is such a quick release, but there was multiple times. Like, he could have given up a lot more than he did. He gave up a handful of pressures, but Zadarius Smith was just beating him like a drum. Um, I thought he really struggled, and that's part of the reason Trevor Lawrence... Like, obviously, Trevor Lawrence's ankle was a reason, but, like, his, his offensive line was horrible against that Browns pass rush. And, yeah, Anton Harrison, who was a guy who I, I was higher on than you, and I mm-hmm. thought felt perfectly good about him going where he did. And he's had some okay games, but earlier in the year, remember we were banging on the lot. Yeah, I, like that's a guy, another guy that's I think consistency's been the issue. I, I thought he's had some pretty solid games. I thought he's had some pretty solid games, and um, yeah, no, it's it, it's just finding that consistency where he's he's just been pretty up and down. And uh, like I said, when we when that pick happened, I was a lot lower on him, but I liked the pick, and it's proven to be wise because like they need him so badly. But yeah, that's fair. Um, my looks like a miss. I don't know. It wasn't too much of a miss for me, but just a guy that I, no, like I mean, I, I didn't mind him, but like I don't know if I want to say the worst pick in the top one hundred. But for a team that uh, is struggling in the Carolina Panthers, people like it's just we just forgotten about DJ Johnson. He had one game where he flashed a little bit. I remember it was like the one Panthers game I watched. And he, I don't know. Other than maybe that game, I've he's not flashed. He's done like absolutely nothing. Um, he's missed a little bit of, uh, like, I don't know, a couple games. He missed the beginning of the year, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think he's only played nine games. But, like, just just to say, he, he went in between Josh Downs and Tajay Spears at, at pick 80. Um, he just, that has not paid off. And that just, I don't know, maybe, and he's a 25-year-old rookie, too, and not finding the footing there. It's like. Oh, I forgot he's super old. Yeah, that's just like, man, the Panthers. They move him to tight end. That's true. That's a good point. They, I mean, they fucking need one, so I don't know. It's just like I wanted to point that out in terms of like, god damn, this, the Panthers have not gotten anything right. Uh, um, a couple needs to step it up. Uh, I'll, I'll be quick. Darnell Wright. Uh, Take your time. I want to hear yeah. about Darnell Wright. i got to get to this junior college national championship game. Physically, i got to get there. Uh, have a safe flight Darnell to Little Rock. Sh- 
turnover, right? Struggled <laughs> yeah. against the Lions as he's prone to do. Aiden Hutchinson had one of his better games of the year. Probably his two best games of the year coming against Darnold, right? Yeah. Um, Jack Campbell, same game. Uh, I thought struggled struggled in coverage. Um, and Juice Scruggs, I mean, it's Quinn Williams, so like, what mm. do? yeah, for real. Um, I'm going to start with the guard as well. Anthony Bradford started a handful of games now, a decent amount. He's been all right, but similar to it's Quinn Williams, he struggled mightily against the 49ers and their, you know, nasty defensive line as you kind of expect. Um, the, season, the Seahawks season is clearly tanked, but they're still alive thanks to Tommy DeVito and company. But uh, he, they just, he, they just need him. And this, this needs to step it up. I didn't know where to put him. I wanted to get him somewhere that kind of had some gravitas. Someone who went from an absolute nothing to hey, he can step up now with Easton Stick at the helm, baby. How about Quentin Johnston, who had maybe his best game of the year, three catches, ninety-one yards. Had a 57-yard grab where he just got deep, tracked the ball really well, caught it with his hands. Looks pretty good. But I think I figured it out, Rob. Herbert was just too much of a real quarterback for him. He needs the Easton Stick, Max Duggan type of quarterback and gets cooking right away. Maybe Max Duggan in there a couple times <laughs> this week. But yeah, it looked, looked a lot better, I thought. Had that big play. Um, they kind of threw him a screen on 3rd and 15. Had like, I don't know, got maybe 12, 15, 12, 13 yards. Not enough, but good. Um, had a nice grab on a slant. Just maybe he can step up and not be a complete nothing. Um, going to not ready to play. I had Keely Ringo here and Jalen Duncan again. <laughs> Still not ready. No, I and mean, he's not. But was it better? Maybe. Yeah, I thought it was better. Yeah, so me maybe too. He was ready to, maybe next week he'll be ready to play. He needs to step it up. Um, I went with the guy I've kind of picked on. Uh, Nash Jensen is still playing. Uh, he's still struggling. The Panthers are a mess. Uh, that's all I got to say. Yeah, but didn't we discover... No, we couldn't link him to the family that's from the same town with the same last name. He's got to be, though. He's got to be. Yeah. Cousins. Cousins. Yeah. Best day for your rookie. Shamari Connor had a, he came in for Justin that's cool. good. Had a yeah. sweet interception. Uh, Terrell Smith just... He's, like, not, like, super flashy, but he's been, like, as good as Tyreek Stevenson when on the field. And yeah, he, he definitely has, yeah. And most importantly, Parker Washington again. Had a great adjustment nice. on a touchdown grab. Had a huge punt return. He's he a good return, just, man. Yeah. yeah. He's very good. He's like Christian Kirk light. Yeah, he is. I'm, I'm really I'm just glad to see him cooking. Um, I kind of use all my day three rookies. So how about Bryce Berenger banging them on Thursday Night Football? They didn't score in the second half. They needed him. It was sick. He's not been good this year. So no, not really. <laughs> You know, Bill's dumb when he can't like, find a punter anymore. Or yeah. a Draft good both, and they both aren't good. Yeah. It's a couple, couple times on the kicker now. Yeah. yeah. Best UDFA rookie, uh, pair of Bucks DBs. Christian Izian, always here. But Cape on Meriwether playing like. Lincoln yeah. Stafford, yeah. Had a, had a nice <laughs> PBU. And like, I was just like, oh, okay. I, for, I forgot to bring up last week, he didn't look bad either. Yeah, he, he's like in the rotation. Yeah, I respect um, it. Tampa's like an oddly enjoyable team. Yeah, no, I, I they're gonna they should they're the best team in the NFC South. Like they're not good, but they're the I best think so team too. In the NFC South, and they're yeah. the most fun to watch. Um, also, Malik Heat that was a great touchdown catch against mm-hmm. the Giants, and Xavier Gibson had a, a nine-yard touchdown run on a reverse against the Texans. Keep getting him involved. He's he's been a lot of fun. It was sucky because well, I mean it worked because Zach Wilson played a good game, but. The only yeah. two catches were that and like a, a, a little 
three-yard catch. Uh, I'm just going to go back to the well in Keenan Mitchell. I love watching Keenan Mitchell play. Kind of, he, he had the most carries, Lamar Jackson aside, in the Ravens' backfield. I think might have Justice Hill played the most snaps, but um, I think he didn't have a single attempt. Nine carries, 54 yards, catch for eight yards. Um, I'm still waiting for like that monster breakup, but clearly he's here. He's consistent. He had another huge run where it just like looks like everyone else is in slow motion when he's just gunning it down the sideline. Um, that's another. How did he go undrafted? That's a, that's a big hit for both of us as well. So I love Keenan Mitchell. He, he's he might be my him and Achan are just so much fucking fun to watch with that speed, man. The running back class has been fun. Yeah, it has. My takeaways generally like they're not getting enough touches, but. It's a good point, um, yeah. Rookies, but flash. sorry to interrupt you. It kind of felt like that was going to happen when, 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 like, where they landed, where they did. That's true. We kind of thought that was going to happen. Anyway, sorry. Uh, rookies who flashed. Uh, Gervon Dexter's kind of stacking a couple games mm-hmm. there where he's looking good as a pass rusher. Had uh, he only got hurt with half a sack, but uh, look looked good against the Lions. Um, Tyreek Stevenson looked pretty solid against the Lions. Their defense has been... Uh, the Bears' defense has been a lot better in recent Yeah, years. it has. And those guys have stepped up along with Terrell Smith. Uh, Jameer Gibbs on the other side needed more touches. He had a huge 34-yard run that looked great. He had a touchdown, but he had just uh, 14 touches for like 80-something yards against the Bears. I said that last week where they like just still haven't figured it out quite, you know? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Joey Porter. Uh, I put him. Pretty yeah. good game. Yeah, pretty good game against the Patriots. Two PPUs. Game, but, yeah. Um, oh, Joe Tipman. I thought that was a very quietly nice game against the Texans. Okay. I like the good he to hear that. He up and came back in, but he looked good. We haven't had um, enough good interior off the line rookies this year. No. And uh, Deontay Banks, that big PPU. Yeah. Like, wasn't the best game overall. Made a lot of tackles. Yeah, but in that PPU late was huge. Yeah, no, I put Banks here as well. Um, you had a couple of mine. We, I had Spears. We talked to him already. I'll give you a couple of Rams. Byron Young wasn't like a big flash game, but had another sack. It's just that's a guy that's had such a, such a good rookie year that's kind of been quietly talked about. And um, also his teammate, Kobe Turner's had a great rookie year. He's awesome. Had five pressures against the Ravens. Uh, two hits on Lamar. Was really productive. Didn't have a sack or anything. He was close to my defensive rookie of the week uh, if Brown wasn't so impactful. Um, no, he's looked really good, and they've just – I mean, they keep hitting, and I, I talk about another rookie in a second that <laughs> keeps coming out of the woodwork for them. Um, and uh, I'll give you one more. How about Tucker Craft? He's stacking games now with, uh, whoa, I'm blanking on the Oregon State tight end. Luke Musgrave? Thank you. Musgrave, I'm blanked on his name. But <laughs> well, he uh, thought he looked pretty good blocky, too, 64 yards. Um, my question is, they drafted them both, obviously second, third round. Why, why couldn't they get them both going? Like when when Musgrave was playing, they. I guess it is, right? It's confusing. It's funny too because like one like M- Musgrave's um, like a, a move tight end. Yeah. And and Kraft's like a classic Y. Exactly. So I don't I like I understood the idea, but I wasn't surprised that they couldn't get it. And it made me worry that Kraft, like Musgrave flash right. It made me worry that that Kraft was a wash, but he's looked really damn good. He's looked really good, and yeah, I just want to see them both working together. So everybody got. Everyone, yeah. My out of nowhere work, Alex Austin. Being one, didn't know he was on the Patriots. He had been <laughs> on the Bills, drafted by the Bills, cut. I think he was on the Texans, cut. Looked decent in coverage against the Steelers on uh, Thursday Night Football. 
Speaking yeah. of Oregon State. Speaking of, yeah, go Beavers. Um, this is my out, and I'll give you two. This is where the other Rams rookie. Not that Davis Allen is an out of nowhere name, but stepping for Tyler Higby, Allen was making a lot of plays for the Rams. Uh, four catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Touchdown was just off a little screen in the red zone. He just kind of powered in, looked good. Had a really, really sweet catch over the middle on a seam. Uh, kind of had to adjust and high point it. Was was pretty sweet. Um, just leave Higby out. Let's see. Let's get more Davis Allen. It's fun. Um, <clears throat> and just a reel out of nowhere. How about for the Titans? TK McClendon recovering a fumble on the goal line on the first drive of the game. That was just really... I feel like the Titans are really good for having a very random uh, rookie interior defensive lineman. Yeah, that's... That's that's their brand, baby. Um, Start the rook. I'm going with Antonio Johnson for the Jaguars. Not necessarily start him, but get him on the field more because every time he's on the field, he can play. Yeah. Playing some nickel against the Browns. Um, Had a sack and a PBU, forced a fumble. Uh, I mentioned him like five weeks ago when he only came in for like a snap and he picked off a pass (laughs) late in the game. Yeah. He's looked like he's he's had some moments when on the field. He just hasn't been on the field all that much. The last two weeks has been his most playing time, and I'm hoping they uh, they continue to use him. His length really like yeah. is an interesting piece. Yeah, I know. I saw that he's looked good when he's on the field. Yeah, they should. Um, I'll give you two linebackers uh, from the Pacific Northwest. How about uh, Deion Henley, who kind of only played special team snaps for the Chargers? I thought about putting. Yeah, just, like, you're done. Staley's done. Get him on the field. Let's see what he can do. Like, come on. Uh, speaking of done, um, how about Marte Ma- Like, I-, I think Henley can be good. Marte Mapu has barely played for the Patriots. Uh, had one snap on Thursday Night Football. Early early in the year, he was playing, like, 40%, 50% of snaps. And I didn't think he was looking great, especially in that early Dolphins game. But um, now he's just under 10%. And, like, you got to see what you got. You have to see what you have. He also had so much, like, training camp hype. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, it felt like a really good situation for him to land in, you know, and obviously the Patriots are not in a good situation. But, yeah, just just get him on the field, both of those guys. Just get them on the field. Maybe they will this week, AJ. Maybe they will. Maybe we'll see Henley on Thursday Night Football against Aiden O'Connell in the game of the century. <laughs> 